tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Oh, TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Oh, yeah. There it is. There it is. We are back. Because money, that's what we want. We want the money. money. We got the money. Oh, my God. I am back. I missed you guys last week. We are here for AfterBuzz TV Shark Tank, episode three. And I'm the panel. It's all crazy again. We got throwback song. We got throwback host. We got Phil Svitek on the panel tonight. Ladies and gentlemen. He's here. He's here. He's alive. He's here. Unfortunately, Zoe and Guy could not be here tonight. So Phil is filling the shoes. What a team player, man. What a team player. But don't worry. We still have four people. We do and have four people. To right? And we're going to get to that. Phil, where can the people tweet you if they'd like to talk to you during the show? At AfterBuzz TV. All right. I don't think they'll get a response. But anyway, and we've got one of my favorite people on the planet, uh, Cameron Lewis. You can find me at the only camshaft Twitter, Instagram, and... Uh I, I don't know. Is there any other social networks I'm on? I think those uh, are the two. My Periscope, MySpace, <laughs> Zanga, Friendster, Tinder, ICQ. Swipe me left on Tinder. <laughs> anyway, we are here. We are back. Okay, so let's just get right into it. I think we should. Phil mentioned we have a fourth um, host tonight, but let's just get started and see what happens. We've got the first. Item up for sale. The first entrepreneur to walk in is the foot cardigan. Oh, oh, and we just happen to have Brian DeLuca here with us. Oh, yeah. There he is. Yes, thank well, you. Well, let's start this off with congratulations. Thank you. Thank um, you, you know, we don't usually jump to the end right away, but we have to say congratulations. We, we're going to go through your deal. So, wait, first of all, overall impressions from my panel here. What do you guys think about I'm going to preface this. And I, yeah, it, it, because here's the thing. We, we, we get reached out to a lot by Shark Tank people, and I'm very frightened because until I see the episode, I never know if it's someone that just wants PR right. or yeah. not. And I'm so thankful. Uh, Foot Cardigan, as you know, first off it, you obviously opened the episode and then as it goes on i was like i was very thankful to have you on as a guest because i believe in the company i like the company i like the way you pitch um you. and you know i'm glad we have you on the show because again there's that gut worry in me well, until i see it well so there's I a agree. gut worry for i think more reasons than that not only do we not see want gold diggers and to promote gold diggers on our show <laughs> as they come on on the shark tank but we also don't want people that don't know what they're talking about Correct. Yeah. And you were not that. You had your Thank numbers you. together. And let me just say, a man who pitches in his underwear is a man after my own heart. Yes. Now, now, guys, I won't, I won't stand up because I, I can't <laughs> tell you if I'm actually wearing pants right now. Um, this is, is a, a G-rated show. No, I'm just yeah, it's a couple hours later where I am. So um, let's just say I'm in my nighttime clothes. Right. <laughs> but you've got to probably. Do you have on a good pair of socks right now? Um, I don't. I actually am not wearing socks right now. What kind of promotion is that? <laughs> it's pretty terrible. It's a pretty terrible one. But 
the wife won't let me get in bed with socks. <laughs> oh, so, that's fair. Oh, man. That's fair. You know, I've heard that if you wear socks to bed, it's because you don't want to be intimate with the person that you're it's going probably, to sleep don't with. don't take your business to your house. Yeah. Oh, deal, that's though. true, too. Don't take... All right, fair. So you're excused from that one. I do have to Thank say you. I loved this, this company and this product because I, for the last year and a half, have been into funky socks, yeah. right? But I cannot ever pick a pair out. If I go we'll and I see little you. turtles, we'll see that's exactly what I want. Because if I see little turtles on it, I don't know if I can make, I don't know <laughs> if I could take that risk. So I like that somebody yeah. else is taking the risk for me, and I'm just let, putting let me it ask, on. Let me ask you this: because this week we had Troy on, uh, and obviously he's new, and we've had uh, we've had guests on before. Yeah, but th- this is someone completely new. So when you go into it, do you know who you're pitching to? You know, we um, we found out the day before. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. Because Which you did was, hand socks to each shark. So you just figured his out on the spot, kind of? You know, it was weird, guys, because, um, yeah, we, we handed out socks to everybody. And they didn't show that part, what, like, because we had a little, you know, how everybody kind of says, like, we picked this one out because of this. Yeah. Um, and we actually said that. They just didn't show it. But, yeah, that night before, we were, like, uh, we found out probably 6 p.m. the night before. Um, and we pitched the next morning. And we crammed. Uh, to like research Troy because we knew a little bit about him, but not really like deep down, like how right. cool this dude really was. And then, um, and then like we had to like make up something on the spot and be like, okay, we're going to give him this pair of socks and say this. Um, right. and, uh, and it worked out uh, apparently. Yeah. So it was a calculated move then. Yeah. And, and for you guys out there listening, so, um, if uh, clearly you're probably a fan of Shark Tank and watch the show, but just in case, we've got the foot cardigan. It is a surprise, a happy surprise to your mailbox. So pretty much, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it is a subscription order socks. You get one pair of socks every month and it is a random pair. Um, you guys were asking for $250,000 in, in uh, exchange for 10% of the company. Yep. And, you know, I, I love that you said you were the sock fairy. That made me very happy. <laughs> I like little things Always. like that because it, it makes you relate to things like the tooth fairy, the socks fairy. Yeah. Like, those are really smart. When people say stuff like that, I'm like, okay, they're smart. They're trying to make it relatable so people feel comfortable. So I thought that was well, a really good. Uh, no, thank you. And I think that's like, you know, for us, that's that's really a detail of our brand. And, and you know, our, we're very protective of our brand and the tone that we have and the things that we say. And so, um, the way that we've always kind of operated is like, we want to, we want to, like, we want to be your friend and we want your experience with us to be like, you're hanging out with your friend or you're talking to your friend or you're, you're not ordering from a business and there's no face behind the business. I mean, for goodness sakes, if you go to our site, I'm in a Girl Scout uniform on the homepage. So I love that. Like we just, like we want, we want people to feel a connection to us and and hopefully that came across let me ask you yeah. was it um whether they showed it or not was there a point at which uh a question was asked where you were really nervous whether or not it was the question that could possibly end all the deals or not because there's, yeah. there's always uh, that moment it was actually asked you know because i'm sure you guys know this like we were in the tank for probably an hour and 15 minutes yeah. um with your pants off which yeah. actually <laughs> is quite short from what i hear yeah. yeah, yeah, an hour and fifteen minutes, and and they they condensed our episode, and, you know, our segment into like fourteen minutes or whatever it was, and um, you know, there were there were a few questions that were asked where I was like, oh god, but the the one that the one that um, they actually showed the one that I was most nervous about, which was, I think Kevin asked like, how am I going to get my two hundred fifty thousand back? Yeah, and you know, really in an investment, we first of all we've never gone after an investment. We've been really fortunate that we've had great just natural organic growth. But 
when Kevin asked that, it was just like, that was one of the questions I didn't prepare for because with an investment, like it's not about getting your money back. It's like, you're like, as an investor, you're taking a risk on this company. So it's like, you're anticipating potentially never getting it back. Um, Mm. if the company fails. So, so when he was like, when am I getting it back? It was like, I didn't want to be rude. And like, you're kind of under pressure. And I was just like, I don't know, three years. I'm like made up something on the spot and, uh, and they showed it. So that's great. Yeah. (laughs) When you deal with like private equity, I mean, for the most part, you're expecting like at least a 10 year return. Whereas most of the, you know, uh, other firms, it's like, you know, it tends to be more more like a three-year deal, so... Well, but I think the point of that question was just to really see your confidence. I don't think that they really... Yeah, I don't think that they really wanted to know a strategic plan and when they would get it back so that he could make one of his crazy perpetuity deals and know where... or give you a loan and da-da-da. Like, I feel like he just wanted to see on the spot how confident are you, how much am I going to make? Because even with the loan, if he didn't necessarily get the $250,000 back, but he got 10% of the company, when are you going to sell the company or when is it going to be big enough to get, you know, like... Can you see that future is, I feel like, what they're trying to tap into with that question. And, you know, we got some really great advice going into the tank. Uh, We've had some friends on the episode uh, or on the show before, and their advice was, hey, go in an evaluation that they're not going to argue with because you want to have time to tell your story as a brand. And and the quicker they can agree to evaluation, the more time you have to tell the story of your brand because, you know, seven and a half or however many million people are going to watch this thing. And, um, and so we went in with a pretty, I felt like a pretty fair valuation for our company. And I think with the offers we got from Troy and Kevin individually at, you know, 15% for 250, I felt like that was more of a head nod to, we agree with your valuation. We're just trying to squeeze as much out as possible. Right. And I, I think too, the fact that you kept counter negotiating showed that you were confident with, with what you were doing. I have a question for you. How has there been a, explosive peak since, you know, Friday of subscriptions? Maybe that's not the right word, explosive, because that means bad usually. But has there been, like, a a high peak? It's, uh, that's an appropriate term for it, I would think. Uh, So, so, uh, yeah, it's been pretty nuts. Like, um, Friday and Saturday, there were some points when we were doing it about uh, a new subscriber every 10 seconds. Wow. Awesome. uh, That's awesome. yeah, then yesterday, Sunday, we were doing about one a minute. Um, so it's been, um, you know, by the end of this week, we'll double our subscriber base. That's amazing. Oh. Let me ask yeah, the, the age old question, right? Every time this happens, you know, the, there's <clears throat> that sort of explosion. And, and from, you know, beyond the tank and all that, there's that of our, our website crash for a couple hours. Was this a dis- I feel like there has to be a discussion anytime you go on Shark Tank of like how do we buffer this website? Did, did you guys have that discussion and what did you guys do? Did it crash? Um, uh, kind of. <laughs> um, so, so we have two components to our site we have the actual site itself and then we have the shopping cart, which is kind of like um, a separate piece that we've kind of tied in. And our shopping cart was down for about 25 minutes. Oh, that um, sucks. And, but, but we're fortunate, you know, I think, I think with this kind of thing, I think in the moment it was really stressful and really annoying. Um, and, but they got it up pretty quickly in 25 minutes in, in the big scope of things is not a big deal. Yeah. I think yeah. that, I think that a lot of people who go immediately to the site understand that it's going to be under heavy load. Um, but I also think that like, if you want our subscription, like if you're like, Hey, uh, I'm never coming back again. Cause it was, cause I couldn't check out then like, I don't really want you as a customer anyway. 
Right. Um, yeah, fair point. Just to be honest. Yeah, because you're just like, come on now, we were just on TV with 7.5 million people, like, give us give us a break. Right. Yeah. Right. I have a question for you, Brian. So yeah. there's, right now, you guys run the business on one pair of socks per month. That's correct, yep. right? Are, do you plan on expanding that at all, going maybe one a week, having that other option on the website, or are you sticking to the one a month plan for now? Man, we, I mean, there was a lot of stuff we said, obviously, in an hour and 15 minutes that they didn't show. But one of the things that that we're doing is we're actually starting to open it up. You can actually, I mean, you can order as many pairs a month as you want. So we have some, we have some subscribers that have been around for a while that are getting five and six pairs a month. Um, Oh, wow. Okay. And that's just kind of, I mean, you can do that in the shopping cart. You can go and say like, yeah, I want three pairs a month or six pairs a month or whatever it is. But we're, we're about to open it up different sock styles. So like no shows, ankle socks, uh, more of a luxury sock. We're going to do like what we call boring socks, which are just like plain black, navy and gray up top. And then you've got like, but it's still crazy on the bottom. Um, so, so yeah, so we've got, we've got a lot of like growth plans to kind of like not move away from subscriptions, but mm-hmm. just like expand our product like diversity. We're going to get into shoes and stuff like that, not on a subscription model, but we will mm-hmm. be getting into some doing some really unique shoe things. And, um, and so, yeah, so, but the subscription is kind of our bread and butter and I think it always will be. We do, we're really good at it. Yeah. Um, I think you have to be confident in what you do if that's what you, you know, that's what you do. So, yeah. um, I think yeah, I'm going to do the one a day yeah. plan cause I hate doing laundry. Yeah. yeah just, do, well, I, just one a day. Just one a day. One a day. Yeah. One I'll sign anybody. up for that. I've one. got a question for you. I don't, and I don't know if I maybe missed this in the episode, but I, I'm not sure that I did miss this. And maybe it was something that was also cut out is why sucks. What's the, like, why? I mean, you yeah. seem like you're a pretty smart guy, business guy. What made you be like sucks? That's what it is. That's what it is. That's what I need to be doing. Well, I, you know, I saw, um, I was really drawn to kind of the, the fun sock trend. Um, and I did tell them this story and, and it's kind of a known story of ours, which is like, um, I was traveling Europe with my wife. We quit our jobs. I didn't bring enough socks on the trip. <clears throat> this is back in 2011. And, um, I bought like a six pack of or 12 pack of just like crazy colors in the, sh- in the store in London. And when I got back to the States, like uh, anywhere I could find crazy socks, which was still very, very, very new at that time. Right. Um, I was buying them. Uh, well, and then March of 2012, the dollar shave club video came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hilarious. Everybody thinks it was hilarious and it is. Um, but I was super, super drawn to like this subscription model. And I, and I kept thinking to myself, man, what is, what is something like a razor? that's a commodity that would warrant like a monthly subscription um, and that could really scale and has a price point that is very scalable. And, um, and it was socks. And I'm like, man, 73% of dudes all over the world wear socks every day. 41% of women, my wife not being part of that 41% because she's a heels <laughs> flats girl. Right. Um, but, but we said, you know what, there's a, there's a massive market here for people who like, hate going to the store to buy socks. No one gets fun mail anymore. Like you, you either know what you're going to get in the mail already because you ordered from Amazon or their bills. And so it was just, it was just a thing that kind of started making sense. And so we did a lot of testing, um, for about 45 days. We tested it pretty rigorously, uh, online who wants this. And you know, the, the response was really overwhelming, like way more than we thought we had like 300 people give us their email address saying they were interested, which was like a 25% conversion rate. And then, um, we actually had five people purchase subscriptions that didn't exist knowing that they didn't exist. Um, basically saying like, Hey, I, I, I want this if you guys do it. 
Um, so, so that's kind of what, that's kind of how it went down. And that's why we decided to do socks. It was, it was not something that I've always been drawn to. Uh, I never thought that I would be doing socks, but it was something that was kind of just like, well, we tested it. People wanted it. And, and with entrepreneurship, I think that's always the thing, right? You want to, you want to find a solution to a problem and people wanted socks every month. They couldn't find them. And so we did it. Yeah. Well, I agree too. I feel like, you know, I, I had this phase very a few year phase it would probably about at least five to ten years where i would have just a draw of socks and i would just pick out two random they never matched and i feel like when you dress every day like yeah there's something about style and putting your outfit together but there's something about socks that's fun and i don't know if it's because it's only for you you to see but like they poke out a little bit you know what i mean it's like it's almost this relationship you have with you know what i'm saying like it's weird Uh, but it is there's something about socks that make people happy anytime i've worn funky socks like this i think to myself going out like nobody's gonna notice these things right this is just for me and then i'll sit at my desk at work and put my leg up or something you'll see a little peek and some you'll go whoa yeah and i'm like okay conversation this is started. something i'm gonna do every day i, yeah. think, I don't want to go to I the think store the sock, i think the sock is replacing the tie as like the like cool accessory um, yeah, I think that's interesting. Yeah, I think it has been for. I think it has been. I think it's been coming, but I think it's for sure starting to get to the point where it's kind of replacing the tie as like the the accessory that you you know kind of make your own personality. Exactly. Um, you know, it's been really cool, guys, because uh, through this process. Um, so the two of the other companies who are on the episode with us, Nerdwax and Two Guys Bow Ties, like mm-hmm. become really good friends of ours. Um, and uh, and so like we've been we've just since we filmed, we've been texting back and forth for the last like three months. Um, and so it's been really fun to kind of get to experience this whole thing with them. Yeah. That's uh, great. As well. That's awesome. Cool. I, I, a quick question for you about, um, you and, uh, your partner's name is Matt, right? Yes. So you and Matt were talking about the switch that you guys made from doing this part-time on the side and mm-hmm. making that shift to doing this full-time and, and giving up the day job. What is that like making that decision and making that change? Um, it's the most exhilarating yet, um, excruciating, excruciatingly hard decision I've ever made. Um, because you leave the comfort of this day job that pays you well and that you actually really enjoy to some extent. Um, like I really enjoyed my job at the agency and the people I worked with, Mm -hmm. but here was this, you know, here's this side business that was going to do a million dollars that year. And it was just like a, I can't physically and emotionally continue to like do both things. And so it was, it was a really hard decision, but you know, for our families, like I, you know, you saw the reference in the show, like we reference our families a lot and because mm-hmm. we all have kids, we all have wives. And there was just this level of like, I can't legitimately like transition from this job to this job unless like, it's kind of an even transition. So that's what took us so long. I think people in different situations probably could have made the jump a lot sooner, but just because of our situations with our families and needing to support them, like we had to be at a certain level before we could make that jump. So it made it a little tougher. But I think that that's still interesting. I mean, how many times do entrepreneurs go there and they, they never make that transition even when they don't have those sort of boundaries. Um, yeah. So I, I, I think it's a great story mm-hmm. uh, in that way because people say, Oh, you have to be young, you know, no kid. Like there, there's a way to make it happen. If you're going to make it happen, there is yeah. a way. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I'm curious about uh, out of out of this, you know, what what sort of uh, advice have you learned from you know 
I'll call them your mentors, but you know they're certainly your partners, your investors, whatever you want to call them, whatever you reference. Um, you know, now that you got a deal on the Shark Tank. Yeah, so I think one of the things that uh, drew us to to each each book to both Mark and Troy were, and just to be just to be completely real, and I'm not making this up right here. I'm dead serious. <laughs> before that morning, so we you know we did our research on Troy the night before. That morning, before we went into the tank, Matt and I said, "All right, what's our best case scenario?" And we said, "We don't think it'll happen because they've never worked together before. Who knows if they even know each other?" But we love what Mark and Troy both bring to the table. And if we could get them both, that'd be like the ideal scenario for us. And um, and I think when it happened, um, I feel like I blacked out. Um, <laughs> when it actually happened, I was just like, uh, what, what, what? This is really happening? And so what we love about Mark is obviously the tech. He's in Dallas. Um, so that was that was a great, a great thing to have there. Um and kind of the, the face and the name behind it. But then you have Troy who like, he really like made Lady Gaga who she was. I think they had a mm-hmm. falling out, but, um, like he would, he was the one who was taking her from club to club to club every, you know, three clubs a night trying to get her, you know, seen and really kind of helped her build this brand. And so what Troy is known for is like building brands and his philosophy on brands. So that's what, what that's what excited us the most about him is like, you know, Mark is kind of the, the outspoken bigger name. And then Troy is kind of the brand builder. Um, and he referenced that kind of with like creating the narrative behind our brand. And so that's what, that's what I think we were most excited about and, and what we look forward to for sure. Excellent. Um, from each of those people. That's awesome. Well, again, let's just recap real quick. Cause then we will have to move on and talk about the yeah. other deals. But so Troy, um, Troy and Mark for gave you got the two hundred fifty thousand investment that you wanted. You got Troy and Mark for twenty percent, which was a little bit more than you went in, but you feel like you're super stoked with that because you got two sharks. It's about the value. I, you know, I think a lot of people go into the Shark Tank kind of like, hey, it's all about the valuation of our company instead of looking at what are the value of having the sharks you want as well, right? Um, mm-hmm. And so you have to look. You have to kind of step back, kind of get out of your head kind of get out of your own arrogance and say like, what could this do for a company if we had these people? Right. And that's kind of why we made that decision to basically cut our valuation in half. Right. Yeah. Um, well, awesome. I mean, hey guys, everywhere out there, you guys should for sure go sign up for the monthly subscription for Foot Cardigan. Um, are there any guys. last words that you would like to leave us with? Brian? Um, I'm just going to go put on some pants. <laughs> nice. And, uh, and see what happens from there. It's, <laughs> I have no idea, but thank you guys. I, I'm a big fan of your show. Um, I've, I've been watching it for a little bit, so continued success and, uh, and good luck. All right. Thank, thank you so, so much, much Brian. It. Have a great thank night. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, that was Brian. What a nice awesome. guy. I God. really, really like him. So well company, Nice guy. Good company. Nice guy. Good socks. Win, win, win. <laughs> All right. You know so, what? Speaking of winners. Oh, we got oh, a yeah. weekly win situation. Here we go. Well, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things. Uh, you know, if you, if you like fantasy football, who doesn't? I mean, Steph, she loves football. She likes her Jets. 
I do like my Jets. Um, well, you know what? Historically, the Jets, you know, if she picks a couple of guys from the Jets on her fantasy football team and she's stuck in a season, the Jets don't always do so good. She might the want Jets to team might be the number one pick this year. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. But, but the point is... <laughs> I love how she's getting In a worst-case scenario, you know, you don't want to be stuck with the same players for the <laughs> rest of the season and, you know, your only way out is trades. No. no. You know what? Every week, draft new players. And DraftKings allows you to do that every single week. You know, I mean, think about it right now. If, if you haven't tried DraftKings, this is what, week five, Steph, see, of the, of the... We're entering week five. We're entering week five, and you're probably sitting at home with your fantasy team like, this is pretty crappy. No, I'm, I think I'm lying. We're entering week six. I had a bye this week, so I only played four games. Anyway. Well, the point <laughs> is that you're well into the season. It's been a long night. And you know what? There's already injuries. There's already that. You know what? Drop it. Because with DraftKings, every week is a new week. And you know what? You get you get a chance to win uh, millions of dollars. It's amazing. Um, it's it's not like anything you've experienced before in fantasy. This is the big time, people. I'm telling you. Hurry to DraftKings.com. Uh, use the promo code B-U-Z-Z to play free for a shot at $1 million in this week's Million Air match uh, millionaire maker event. Uh, that's right. Use the promo code Buzz B U Z Z if you can't spell. I'm going there now. DraftKings dot getting that baby. million. Do it, get man. In. And then you get another shot next week again. I know. So that's two Every million every week. Yeah. So Cameron, if you go there and you win a million dollars, what I get out of that is season tickets for the Jets. How do you feel about that? That's I'm reasonable. just telling everyone that's what they have to do if they win. That's reasonable. We're going to take a quick break. And, uh, <laughs> and moving on to the second pitch of tonight. This was a modern solution for the hassle of parking. Valpark Mobile. I don't. What do you guys think about Valpark? Let me just I say. I actually like this. When what? he first walked into the tank, I thought his shirt said Valpack, which is like the coupons you get in the mail. And I was like, these guys have been around forever. <laughs> this guy's coming in to get investment for paper coupons. Turned out to be the Valpark guy. But I think maybe but that's that would why be he a good name. app, Valpack. Like they an app, team an up. app of I'm coupons. An app of coupons. Come on, we're and you get the ballot. We're pitching it next. Tomorrow, this needs to become <laughs> scalable because you know what? So many times, I don't, I don't want to. First off, I don't. Who the hell carries cash? Nobody carries cash. Absolutely, I don't really. Nobody. I second the, the whole thing of like, I would like to pick up my car. Like, how smooth as a man? So I'm going to go to Cameron on this one. Would you be if you had a date? You just have. He's some had nice lots win- of dates lately. <laughs> you have a you have a steak dinner. You have some nice wine, and then you hit the app, and then as soon as you walk out, there's your car. I mean, this is brilliant. Here's a People first talk mistake. About a narrative. This is your narrative. Here's a first right. mistake. Steak dinner wouldn't happen. Number one. Number two. His dates go to it's sushi not stop. cool. It's not cool oh, unless you, you have the Apple That's right. Watch. He's already driving through. He doesn't need a valet. I'm sorry, people. <laughs> it's not cool unless you have the Apple Watch. You just go boom. Then, then you're like Kit. Up. You're like Knight Rider. And Kit. somebody coming from the middle of the country where there's just giant ass parking lots and nobody valets, I don't know that this would okay, scale. Okay, so then in major cities, if you, you had this in Los Angeles. You New York, you hit But that's the thing that I don't understand is this guy's in D.C. and he's saying that he's the only one that's capable of doing this. You got Los Angeles, the place where nobody, everybody has a car and there's nowhere to put it. And there's got to be – there's at least uh, – Three or four companies probably that monopolize and own all of that valet. They outsource everything. They outsource home parties. Why is he not contacted That's these people my big question, and made Mark. partnerships with people like that? Right? And maybe and then, he has and he can't. 
And that's the big red flag for me because this the the big markets yeah. are here in New York. I mean, people valet in New York. I don't know. No, people don't drive in New York. So here, it's Lo- it's Los Angeles, Los Angeles, Chicago. Chicago. I would say San Francisco, Miami, places like that. So, but we got Wayne Johnson. That's this guy's name. He was wanting three hundred thousand dollars for twenty percent of the company. And I mean, I feel like it's a good idea. I feel like he was a little bit. I don't know if arrogant, I feel like it came off a little bit arrogant, yeah. but I think that he wasn't. I think that he was just got a little bit defensive trying protecting to, himself. yeah, I think yeah. he was just protecting himself. Cause I don't think this guy, you, some guys come in and they're just jerks and I don't think this guy was I just th- a jerk. I, th- I think he has a lot of great, I mean, he, he, he developed this. He, he went through the prototype. So smart yeah. guy. Yeah. I don't think Very he smart. has, I, I think he's missing that business element to it. Uh, but, I, but I think he can learn that. But in the same sense, that's why he's coming. Like it's clear. It's funny because on one hand, it's clear why he's coming into the tank because he needs that partner that can help make him spread the word and get it out there. But on the other hand, he thinks he knows how to do it himself. So that's where I kind of got lost a little bit. I think that the other thing that came to mind, too, is I in my mind, I see other valet companies, the four or five you're describing earlier, Steph, watching this type of pitch on Shark Tank, seeing this out there in the ether and then going, hey, why don't we just have a credit card machine at the valet kiosk? That would solve... No, the but problem, the, but the convenience of the car. That doesn't. I don't think that ever bothers anybody. Does but it? in the same sense, me. yeah. But in you the same no sense, idea. how do you? I think that's a fail, Phil. Because in the same sense, it's like, how many people are going to be like, oh, I'm leaving right now. Get my car. And there's going to be cars everywhere, and people aren't going to pick them up when they say they're leaving. So that's they're true. not. There's that's so much true. real estate and and space needed for that. And if it's a place where they're valuing to begin with, they're not going to have that space. They can't have 20 cars lined up because nobody wants to have to okay. wait. Uh, they get it before they crack that I just final think that bottle would be of wine. A problem, man. Okay. okay, it could be a problem. I mean, that's a fair enough question to ask him. I, you know, maybe it did, and we just yeah. didn't see. It. I, I'm yeah. sure he has a solution for that. Yeah, and like Brian said, and again, like I was fortunate enough to go to the taping so there is a, a lot of stuff that is cut out so sure. these questions sometimes have happened but this was more interesting what they keep in or more pertinent questions to the deal I, 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 I think Troy had a good question I I, I believe it was for this um, I, I don't imagine it's for anything else but you know with these apps as soon as they pop up boom there's 800 of these similar apps that and you know it becomes a cluster F of, of these various apps, and, and so he asked, you know, how do you stay competitive in this market? Because as soon as you go to market, everyone's coming. Yeah. Well, but yes and no, again, because it's like you look at Uber, how there's not a million Ubers. There's, there Lyft. were very several. There's Actually, two. No, no, there were, there were more. Months ago, there were more, and then they bought them What are their all. names? Sidecar was one. Uh, that's the only other one I can think of. <laughs> but <laughs> there were, I know, I know there was that a there lot more of other three. ones. Don't know. I know You're that throwing there throwing coasters more. at me now. But Sidecar was one. There were definitely other companies that thought of it, but they didn't do it as, as well, and they didn't have the capital. But that's what I'm saying. So this guy needs to have the solution to the problem of why exactly. of that. Why yeah, is yeah. his so cool? Is it because you – whatever it is, why is it so cool? Like why, ha- why was Uber the one – I mean, I think it's safe to say, and no disrespect out there towards Lyft, but I think it's safe to say that Uber monopolizes more than Lyft does of the market of an app that picks a car mm-hmm. up. So, well, because Troy's on the episode, we're definitely going to agree. No, but I, feel but I think like, that's true. No, I, I think, think it's true. I mean, true. Lyft is sometimes cheaper. Lyft is sometimes they're closer. But most of Uber is a household name, pretty yeah. much. So why does that happen? What did Uber do? Is it the marketing? Like, what did Uber do that Lyft didn't? Or what... Did Interestingly enough, Park- Lyft, Lyft actually probably has a better name. 
Like, right. what the hell's an Uber? Right. Exactly. Uber, Uber means, like, a lot. Like, mega. Like, a lot of something. I think the key to I that think, was I'm something sure that... It means, it means that, a lot of money uh, for them. Yeah. Was something that... Um, I forget who touched on it. I think it was Mark. But essentially, yeah, he said that Uber had enough money and still has enough money where they're not making... Like really a profit yet? But the they have enough. Just small, but yeah. they've got lots of. They but, have enough invested though that they can survive. How he said, off of crumbs for a really long time, and that I think might have been the difference between them and Lyft because well, and Lyft the, was in that same boat. And Ubers everywhere. I was in London last week, and literally seamless. God went on my Uber app. That's true. Boom, too. Uber worked fine. They'd hit other linked markets to my card, Easy done. Yeah. So it feels safe. I think too. Mm-hmm. Um. So anyway, it turns out this guy didn't get a deal. Um, I feel like there wasn't. There's a lot of kinks to be worked out. Overall, I, it's a good idea. I think we agree it's a good yeah, idea. I think it would it's a be good convenient. Idea. I feel like there's kinks and problems to be worked out. Is there anything else you guys want to say about Valpart before we move on? I think that's that he it spoke for me. well. Just uh, you know, it just wasn't meant to be this time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Go fix those problems. You do well, kid. All right. So moving on to two guys bow tie. We've got Adam oh, and Tim. Yeah. That want $150,000 for 10% of their company. I don't know, man. What do you guys Should think we about this? Talk about, I love it. Should we quickly talk about uh, Mr. Wonderful's so- Something Wonderful platform? Because obviously it ties in. Right, right, right. Oh, okay. That's yeah. And update. I love Mr. Can Wonderful. We, and I oh love this God. idea. Hate the name. And also, it, of so all the sharks wonderful. to do that, him to be the one into love? No, it does not, not make love. sense. You make... Upon death, upon uh, birth, and weddings, you make irrational money decisions. He's right. Perf- he's, it's right. Doing he's the weddings. weddings. He's so crazy. It's amazing. Yeah, I don't think he's doing it because he wants to see people get happily married. No. And he's doing it because he knows they'll get married and spend a shit ton of money, and oh, then they'll yeah. get divorced and spend it again. And maybe a third time. Or fourth. Who knows? And they'll renew their vows. So, yeah, so we can quickly do that. That was the update. So, he has three companies that are part of the wonderful wedding. They got Wicked Good Cupcakes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They got Honeymoon Planner. Honey Fund. Honey Fund, sorry. And Bottle Breacher. Yeah. And what he's done, he's packaged these three together to sell them as, you know, components of a wedding. At first, there's like the first 20 seconds where he's like, I'm in my, uh, I- I'm kind of in my summer home in Nantucket. I'm about to marry someone. I'm like, what are we getting up like, to Mr. This? Wonderful's personal life? What's That's going exactly on here? What I you thought. knew money was like, coming. Okay. Come on. I thought no, for a moment I did. Like I was like Barbara, who's just like, okay, let's just take all my clients and to Fire Island. Yeah. Oh. Or that. Well, at first I was like, did he pay for this ad or something? Like, what's going on with the Mr. Wonderful update? Well, I just thought he was going to tell him. some money, so they were like, you can just have a slot. You can yeah. have a commercial. I thought he was going to be like, I get paid a million five to do a wedding. So, that's my update. Yeah. No. Anyway, so yes, this fits in, and we see Mr. Wonderful play that card of, you know, this could be something good for weddings, which it could be. I mean, so... They're hardwood bow ties. I and love fedoras, this. Really? And fedoras, I really do. I kind of... See, I'm a fan of the bow tie. Because I feel like I can rock the bow tie sometimes if I need to. I've rocked a bow tie before. Mm-hmm. Just with like a nice little shirt and a bow tie. I think they're super fun. A wood bow tie? Mm-hmm. they like smacking you in the chin? No. I just... Th- this isn't for me. <laughs> you know. If I was... What are you bit- doing while you're wearing a bow tie? <laughs> I, stuff. <laughs> These are accessories beyond my interest, unfortunately. Really? Yeah, I, feel, I like the wooden watch. Do you I see like what the, I wear? 
Yeah, well, I can't picture you in a wooden bow tie. But I like the wooden glasses. I like the wooden I watch. I love all wooden the wood. wooden bow tie, I feel like you turn your head, you get scratched. The wooden fedora, maybe kind of. I feel like it wouldn't be comfy. I feel like part of a hat makes you feel safe. I and wonder, I like is a it heavier? Wood board. I, I don't think like if a heavy they cut hat. the bow tie out of a piece of, like, two by four and didn't sand it, they would hurt your neck. But this is, like, soft wood. And I think... What if you drop something and look down and you're going to crush it? We got to try this. Cameron, I we want have to you, get you one. have to get two guys bow tie, please. I love please them. prove me wrong because I loved you guys. I really did. They had style, they had class, they were smart. I just the one dude didn't like wear a bow tie though. I, was, I saw that too. He wasn't wearing a freaking bow like, tie. He had a hat, but that was a bad call. Well, that, I, 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 I don't know. How are you not going to wear a bow tie when your company is called Two Guys Bow Tie? You're not two guys, one guy bow tie. You're one guy in a bow tie, one guy in a hat. Add a cup. I love these things though because I love the aesthetic of. I like, bet you'll the, never the own watch. One. The, I'm gonna get one tonight. <laughs> Do it. I'm gonna order some socks and get this tonight. All right, fine. They'll go great together. But I love all. The, I love all the wood stuff. The glasses, the watch, the, the bracelets, all that stuff. It's amazing. Maybe the ties are next. Like the full ties. No way. You can't sit down. I'll crack it up. <laughs> I don't know. What are you thinking over there? Come on. I don't know. Because if it's not thick enough, it's going to break. And if it's too thick, it's going to be like walking around with the net. I think it's going to be great. Anyway. I'm going to get one, and you guys are going to love it. And I love that. Anyway, we we could tell right from the beginning that... Who they were going after. Yeah, they're kind of going after Damon. Yeah. And, um, you know, again, Troy, love Troy. And I love his honesty, too. He was pretty much like, you know what? It's not my expertise. I'm out. Which I like that. I like when sharks don't try and make deals, just try and screw other sharks. Because we do see it sometimes, which is fun as well. Yeah. But when it, if someone can't bring something to the table to really help it, I like that they're just like, I'm out. Yeah, it's always better to get a legit investment than a fear of missing out investment, right. I think. True. Um, and then, you know, Mark, the fact, like, that it, and the fact that the hat didn't fit Mark's head. How do you not give him a bow tie then if you know he's got a big head? How big is Mark's head that he can't fit? How are fit you a supposed head? to know how you big know Mark's head is? I didn't think is. it was that head. I gave him a hug. His head was there. It was a nice head. He has a nice head. Well, that you should have told him that. Out of anything, you should tell him that. I, I mean, I feel like he, that was wrong. If you don't, if your hats aren't, if you haven't done the research and know your hats aren't going to fit somebody, you don't give him a hat. You give him something else. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, Come I think on. that's like. Here's the thing. I mean. It, you know, this isn't quite the same, but it'd be like if, if, if uh, Barbara had had a peanut allergy, and your whole product is all peanut that's based. That's way different. I th- that's a little I bit more extreme. That's, but it's I like if Barbara's vegetarian and prefers carrots over celery, and you give her carrots or celery. <laughs> I'm gonna have to sure. get him on this one. Okay, sure, we'll go with that. Anyway, so Mr. Wonderful, you know, which I feel like he's been doing less of this season. I mean, I get it. It's only the third episode, so maybe not. But I feel like we've seen more straight-up deals from him. He starts with a straight-up deal. I'll give you $150,000 for 15%. Yeah. And like I said, usually there's perpetuity. you got to pay me back. Then you got to give me this and a slap on the back. Loans, and a high debts. five. And yeah. then we'll do a deal. Um, be part of the wedding. Yeah. Damon, right off the bat, says you need licensee and experience. So he's going to need $150,000. He's going to need 20% of the company. Um, that's what he kind of starts off with. Yeah. And then Mark is just like, no, and your hats don't fit my big brains, which was kind of awesome. Lori's out, which is interesting. I thought Lori would have maybe had a little bit more interest in this. I thought so, too. Yeah, it was... It was yeah, but it's not a QVC item. It's, it's not a, a, it's a retail item. Thing, yeah. 
Yeah, but you can still, it's kitschy. You know, it's like kitschy. They could show a tree. What do you do? Like, hey, here's Cameron think, Lewis with, with, with a wooden bow tie. Hey, everybody. Yeah, and you have like a nice think, setup with a tree and wood and you have a story and blah, blah, blah. But I don't think All people you need on QVC, QVC is him with a bow tie. His, no. I don't think people who watch QVC Fine. would buy a bow tie for $90. They were starting at 45 Anyway. Um, Even then. It's and stretched. so pretty much we see that Damon asks another shark to come back in. Right? Try. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, you're well, he says, I, 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 I'm willing to do it, but you got to ask him. Yeah, well, he wanted, because they wanted Troy as well. And at first I feel like Troy was going to come back in, and then he decided not to. I, I love, I think Mr. Wonderful loves Troy. Yeah. He I think so, too. He's like, I like this guy. Yeah. Well, because at the end of the day, what happened by... Damon wanting Troy to come in, Troy coming in, then leaving. At the end of the day, Damon got a better deal than if that would have not happened at all. Yeah, and it positioned the, him well. Yeah, and the deal that Damon gets is $150,000 for 17.5% at 10% royalty until he gets his money back. Yeah, I mean, I think Fantastic. that's... yeah. It's a Damon deal. Got, and it's, I don't think that's a completely unfair deal either, though. I don't think it's an unfair deal either. And yeah. I think they wanted Damon. I feel like they're, they need help manufacturing. And when you get somebody like Damon, it's also going to bring the cost of goods down. So yeah. there's going to be a bigger margin. So you'll be able to get that money back But let me ask quicker. this. L- Lori brought it up. Bows, bows. Conflict of interest or no? Yeah, I feel like that, too. I, I'm i very confused because normally he, off the bat, if he has a, any way related business, he's already right, but out. And a sock not, thing happened, too. He was talking about the socks. He was tempted with that as well. So I'm, I'm wondering. But Mo's Bose isn't an investment, really. He's a mentor. Yeah, I guess so. And maybe most both should buy two guys. Maybe he sees the potential. Yeah, of the maybe two of there's going to do. St- there's got to be because I don't think he's going to cut out Mo's bows. I think Damon's too good of a guy yeah, to do that. No, he he's, won't. he's not going to do that. No. Um, all right. Anything else before we move on? I just know I love him. I'm, I want to get one. I want to see you on one. I want to get You're, one. You will want a guy's wedding. Yeah, I will. Perfect. I'll have a bebo too. A bebo <laughs> on standby. I'm totally ringing a Bebo. <laughs> We're going to be walking Shark Tank ads when we go there. Um, all right, so let's move on to Nerd Wax. I am incredibly curious to see what you guys think of this one. Really? Incredibly curious. What do you think, Phil? Nerd Wax. Pass. Pass? <laughs> That's it. No, well, I just, I, I'm not... Uh, you know, I, I get excited about certain things, and then the others, I'm very lukewarm, as you guys know. And, and yeah. when, when I'm not interested... You're not interested. That's it. Well, we've got... The only way you get a reaction out of me is if you make me very upset, you know? And and these guys didn't make me upset, but it's like, nah. Yeah. No, I feel you. are a little indifferent about it. Well, Donna and Lydia think that they have... Is that how you say her name? Lydia? I yeah, it was. So. Um, they're asking $80,000 for 20% of their company. They think they have solved the problem of your glasses slipping off your face. Mm-hmm. They have this little wax. It's beeswax, I believe. And it is... It kind of looks like a chapstick. It's the exact same tube. As a chapstick. Mm-hmm. And you put it on the, the little thing, the nose 
cushions mm-hmm. or whatever that rests on your nose and the glasses don't slip. I kind of think this solves a problem. I think it does too. I'm gonna. I would buy this. Now, to be here's fair, the valuation thing, seems fair. It's the valuation seems fair. They don't seem like they're trying to. They're not gold diggers. They're not just want PR. They're just like, hey man, we started this little company. We solved. The, there's a problem that was solved. I mean, have you guys never been somewhere where it's really hot and your glasses keep slipping off your face? Oh, all the, I never the, today. Wear Literally, it happened. You to should. Me today. You should protect those beautiful eyes, Phil. I want people to see the eyes. Yeah. My well, only question about this one is, I like the idea. I think it's needed. I, I almost said suffer from this. That doesn't seem like the right. <laughs> this is just an annoyance. It's not like a disease. But I. Uh, it I would definitely be. buy Have you this. Checked out lately? <laughs> I probably should. Um, I'm curious to see if this is something that creates like a sticky nose situation. Because I, I was thinking about the sticky you know? nose too. And I also, if it's the same, I really want them to change the tube because I would put this on my lips accidentally. And then you're like all mm. of the time. Yeah, all good. of the time. <laughs> Glasses <laughs> wouldn't slip off my lips, but that doesn't. I need it up here. No, well, they did mention that it was dermatologist approved and, and all that. So I feel like that was more for skin irritation, though. Right, but I feel like they would have to figure out how you don't have a sticky nose. I feel I like hope, it's yeah. something where it makes that almost rubberized, so it doesn't yeah. slip. But it can't. You can't. It, no one's gonna buy it if they're sticking. Have a sticky nose. That's what I figured. That's what I figured. Um, yeah. I also I do agree with um, Mr. Wonderful. Saying that the shelf life like is way too long, or not the shelf life, but the product life is way too long. Right now, eight months, you have one of these things, and that's how long it lasts at home. And I so, agree with that too. From a consumer level, it's like wow, they last that long. That's awesome. But from a business perspective, it makes total sense to cut that time down. Um, and then also the cost of the product. Yeah. To be yeah. fair, I'd probably lose in two weeks. Right. Yeah. That's true. And yeah. have to repurchase. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I definitely agree with Mr. Wonderful on that, that it could be, you know, you want this because you might lose it. And, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think I can say I ever have had a chapstick until it ran out. Yeah, no, I definitely haven't. For no. sure not. So I feel like, yeah, cutting it in half even, then it's going to get lost, not used. I mean, it's not like you can have flavors for this so that, you know, you kind of have one product. Scratch and sniff it. That would be awesome. Yeah, Scratch and sniff French, French, nose. Like a French toast no, flavor. Imagine how... Just <laughs> smell it all day. Mm. Imagine the great smell on your nose. Like That's what I'm saying, yeah. Like, imagine... I can okay, see it being imagine, like tea tree or something to keep your your nose... Uh, or flowing. ribs. Or ribs. If you're if you're a farmer Uh-oh, working everyday manure, how see? great is this product? That's what... Yeah, see? You'd just be you know, shoveling manure and just be like, hmm, smells like daisies, don't what it? What is that? Sunflowers? Yeah. Oh my god! I uh, just to get super That's an nitpicky market. on it. I know. <laughs> just to get super so, nitpicky on it. We just need it. a little bit. Of, we won't take twenty percent. We'll just take five. Just a small percentage. Um, I I do wish that the applicator was a little bit thinner too, because I feel super nitpicky. But I feel like you'd be bumping in. I don't know. It's an awkward size to kind of get in at the right angle. I don't know. You guys oh, remember I see what the you're saying. You know what it I mean? needs to be something that like comes a, out like, like this, a, and like you can just go on top, or like a cotton yeah, swab, rather yeah. than like how you get in that thing in right. there. You're it's gonna get it all space. over the outside. No, this is completely yeah. unrelated. But remember, remember the the friends um, um, chapstick where you share it with the friends. Oh yeah, uh, t- uh, what was that called? Kiss sticks. So you just oh for this, but you could get one of these for that. For Eskimo kisses. Yeah. 
That's what we should do. They're completely unrelated. At no point, it had no point to this actual episode whatsoever, except nope. the fact that it was a past Shark Tank product. Well, uh, that is what happened here. This is a past Shark Tank product. They did not get a deal, but they actually didn't get a deal because they declined the offers. I think it was a smart call. I think so, too. I feel like they would have given up too much of the business. Yeah. They're profitable. But again, it always... Excuse me. It always makes me wonder why, if they're making one hundred sixty thousand dollars, uh, one hundred thirty-six thousand dollars a year, and they're profiting sixty-five, so they're profiting half of what they're making. Why do they need the investment of eighty grand? Why can't greed, they just scale? I don't know. Right, but why I mean, can't they just? Literally they greed, can't but do it. Turn not it back greed. In. I don't think it's greed, but I think they. If Whatever they don't the lesser get it, word for greed is. Right. No, I don't think it's even that. I think that no, they're just. Down, I think there's the a truth. fear. I think there's a fear of losing that money or not knowing how to spend it. But it's like if you've got sixty five thousand in profit, if you only need eighty, why are you going to give up twenty percent of your yeah. company? Put back, put it, put back fifty in. Unless they're living off that sixty five, I guess we didn't really ask them if they're taking money. But put it back in so then they can grow their business slowly. But they have all the ownership. Yeah. See, I, I think that's why it. They didn't get amazing offers and that they declined them. Yeah, and I mean, Damon was just pretty much like, I beg you, don't take a deal. You yeah, and I think he money. was right. Yeah, which yeah. is cool, seeing that honest side of Damon. I thought it was interesting to find out Troy invested in uh, Warby Parker, which has become huge the last couple of years. No, well, a lot of these That guys would have been an interesting this... partnership. Well, but you know what the, the funny thing is? I feel like a lot of these uh, serial investors, so to speak, invest in a lot of stuff. And of course, yeah. we only hear about the stuff that is successful. Oh, sure, He could yeah. have had a bunch of other stuff in his portfolio yeah. that he invested in that was not successful, but the things that we hear about are the Ubers and stuff like that, that the Instagrams and stuff and like that. Yeah, I mean, here's yeah. the thing. I mean, realistically, if you have money to invest, uh, you can invest in a hundred things and you know 97% of them are going to be profitable aren't going to be profitable or, you know, just basically yeah, it's like wash out. It's like playing again, roulette. Eventually, the, yeah, something's going to hit. The three of them, as long as three hit, you're yeah. covered tenfold. Yeah. Um, all right. Any last words before we wrap up Nerd Wax and wrap up this episode? Is there anything else that stood out to you guys? I think that's it. Yeah. It was a good episode. It was I felt a good fired episode. up this week yeah. about it. Super fired I like up. Troy. I think, I think he did well. Uh, very disciplined investor. Yeah, I like that we're seeing too. it's already the third episode. We've already seen two guest sharks. I know for a fact there's another guest shark because that there was a guest shark when we were at the taping. Yeah. So that's, you know, every other week or every couple weeks a guest shark, that keeps it interesting. Yeah, I'd like to see. I'm excited to see Ashton again, too. I'm yeah. hoping we see at least a couple more episodes with him. Me too. Can't get enough oh, of Ashton. Oh, look mm-hmm. at Steph. Gonna buy, him a, gonna buy him a bow tie, a wood bow tie? He could rock a wooden bow tie. He could. Yeah. He wouldn't have any issues with it. I don't think he would rock the fedora, though. He likes his cowboy hats. Get him some nose wax, though. Maybe. Be going for it. Nerd wax, not nose. I know. I know. (laughs) It's always interesting how the sharks react to the newbies. Yeah. That's the Yeah, I feel like they'll chew him alive if they don't, if they're not legit. Yeah. And I feel both, both of the guests so far, at least this season, have been. Yeah, totally. Um, all right, sweet. Well, until next week, where can the people find you, Cameron, if they'd like to keep in touch with you? Oh, you can find me at the only camshaft Twitter and Instagram. Big thanks again to Brian uh, for joining us on the show tonight. Phil? I'll be playing some DraftKings using the promo code Buzz. Oh, wow. yeah, darn right. That's right, baby. You guys can find me at I A M S C E F Z. Keep the conversation going. And yes, special thanks to Brian DeLuca from the Foot Cardigan. Congratulations again on your deal, and thanks for joining our show. Woo-hoo. Oh, yeah. 
from executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.